TII item 415, December 19th, 2016, iOS 10.2 beta 7, and Goldmaster, iOS 10.2.1 beta 1. Welcome to Today in iPhone. Yeah, I like it a lot. Today in iPhone. Hey, Golly! Oh, yeah! My beautiful iPhone, which I never have out of my hand and that I do everything with and has become an extension of whom I am. This episode of Today in iOS is brought to you by Casper. Get $50 off any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash TII and using promo code TII. Today's episode is sponsored by Texture. Go right now to texture.com slash TII to get your free trial. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rob, and this is the Today in iOS podcast. First up, I want to thank Jeff for sending in the music you hear in the background. Jeff wrote, I, Rob, made this song called Antique Parachute with my iPhone 4S using GarageBand app. For free downloads and more music, follow me at JeffJ6 on Twitter. Regards, JeffJ. Well, thanks, Jeff, for the music. And folks, I'll put the full song at the end of the episode. Also want to thank Shannon for sending in the artwork for today's show. Shannon wrote the following. Good morning, Rob. This is a photo I took of the Apple flag that flies outside the new data center under construction in Mesa, Arizona. I took this with my iPhone 6 since I'm still a couple of weeks away from receiving my matte black 256 gig iPhone 7 Plus and added the text with text on photo. Regards, Shannon, Arizona. Well, thanks, Shannon, for sending in this artwork. And folks, you can see Shannon's artwork in the free TI app via the bonus button for episode 415 or at Instagram.com slash Today in iOS and also as a standalone post in the VIP section and at Facebook.com slash Today in iOS. whole bunch of places to find us. If you have some artwork and or music, especially music, you have created on your iOS device that you would like to share with the audience, please email to me at todayinios at gmail.com. Please make sure to include which app or apps you use to create said artwork and or music. And I'm pretty much completely out of music again, so if you have some music you've created on iOS device, please, please, please send it in. In this segment of How Wrong Were They, we have the following quote. Quote, here are four reasons why I don't think Apple stock will see $100 again. One, growth in phones is slowing as competition increases. Two, margins are shrinking. Three, Apple is losing its innovative edge. Four, Apple may no longer be a growth story. Unquote. Howard Gold. Market Watch, 1st of February, 2013. At the time he said Apple stock would not hit 100, Apple was below that. Of course, today I would say I hope he is right and that Apple would never hit 100 again because we are well beyond that. Just saying. Per promo codes this week, no soup for you. Sadly, no good marketing-minded devs that were looking to spread the precious word about their app in exchange for giving up five not-so-precious promo codes. Bad app dev marketer are you if you have not sent in your promo codes or even just a 60-second review of your free app. A quick reminder, if you are an app dev or an iBook author, email me if you want your app or iBook featured in the promo giveaway segment for free. We just need the five promo codes or more to give away. Simply email me at todayinios at gmail.com. Please include a 60-second or less audio review of your app or iBook, indicating you are the dev or the author. Also, when you send in the promo codes, please make sure to let me know when they expire. Well, iOS 10.2 made it all the way to beta 7. Apple rolled that out a little after I released the last episode, and that meant four different betas in less than two weeks. But beta 7 was the last beta, as next to be released was the Goldmaster. Per beta 7 and the Goldmaster, what was different versus beta 6? Well, seems to have been all about bug fixes. But rather than try to even look for a difference of the Goldmaster for 10.2 versus the beta 6, 
let's look at overall what is new with 10.2 Goldmaster versus 10.1.1 Goldmaster. One, new emojis, as in 72 new emojis, or as Apple says, hundreds of new and redesigned emojis. You get facepalm and avocado because, well, facepalm. Why didn't they think of that before? And, well, 70 others that are new and hundreds that are redesigned because, well, if you can't say it with an emoji, why bother saying it at all? And my feelings on all this? Well, that would be the new shrug emoji if I had to pick one. Definitely not the bacon emoji. Two, you can now save camera settings. To get access, go to Settings app and then under Photos and Camera, scroll down to the new uh, Preserve set Settings option, then select which one you want to make as defaults, including the live photos and features, or you could make sure that they are not on. Three, you can now resume your text from a quick response when you switch to full screen in message mid-sentence. Not sure this is as much a feature as a bug fix, as that is, of course, how it should work. Duh. Four, there are also new love and celebration screen filters in the message app on iOS 10.2. To access long press or 3D touch the arrow in the chat bubble to the right of your message and then toggle to the screen and swipe to pick the option you want. So, yeah, if you were not sure, because this was a question that came up recently, and I don't think I've talked about it on a show. If you weren't sure how to get those full screen um, balloons and fireworks and the other things you can do with the messages, when you're typing a text message, look to the right inside that text bubble where you're typing and look to the arrow on the right and then either 3D touch it or long touch it. And then up will come the options and then you can swipe to go to the full screen options. So that's how you get the special options for full screen messages. Again, in the text, right click on the arrow that points up, uh, or not right click, but long press on that arrow that points up, and that's how you can get to it. But in short, there are two new ones that you have to choose from. One, the love one, is a big heart that grows like a big uh, balloon. And then the last one, which is a celebration screen, is the last one of the options. And it kind of looks like a sparkler, the the lights, the sparks coming off a sparkler. Five, new wallpapers on the 7 and the 7 Plus. These three new wallpapers you have to choose from because, well, this is where the shrug icon comes in, or emojicon comes in. Six, the new TV app, which is more exciting and really the biggest update for 10.2 if you live in the U.S. The idea behind the TV app is a good one, a single app to aggregate together all your streaming TV apps like HBO Now and Stars and Hulu and Showtime and NBC and more. Sadly, that more part does not include Netflix, and of course it does not include Amazon Prime. But it does include most of the others I use, so now I'm down to three apps. The TV app, Netflix, and Amazon Video, when I'm looking for something to watch. The TV app also replaces the video app that was previously used to play purchased videos. To be fair, it is said in the future Netflix and Amazon Video will be supported, but not sure how Amazon Video will be supported if it is not yet even an app on Apple TV. Maybe it'll just be supported on the iOS side and not the TV OS side. And near future or in the future, that we don't know if that means 2017 or 2018 or 2020. Seven, single sign-on means you log in one time for all your streaming TV services that are not named Netflix or Amazon Prime, assuming your TV provider is supported. 
The supported pay TV service providers include CenturyLink Prism, DirecTV, Dish, GVTC, GTA, Hawaiian Telecom, Hotwire, Metrocast Service, Electric, and Sling TV. 8. Updated photos, news, and music apps. These apps all received minor but useful updates. Uh, the Photos app, for example, has improved functionality around grouping similar photos of the same person. For the news app, there is a new saved section where you can find stories you, well, saved for later reading. Imagine that. And you can now swipe left to go to the next story. Brilliant! For the music app, the swipe up from the bottom of the screen music controls now include shuffle, repeat, and up next because, well, someone must have forgotten about them the first time through. 9. Accessibility updates include adds Braille Pen 14 support to voiceover, fixes an issue with Braille table that could switch unexpectedly with voiceover, fixes an issue where sometimes Siri-enhanced voices were unavailable to voiceover, fixes an issue where voiceover users could not reorder items in lists, and fixes an issue where switch control was sometimes unable to delete voicemails. 10. Other miscellaneous improvements and fixes. Adds notification support for HomeKit accessories including windows coverings, occupancy, motion, door, window, smoke, carbon monoxide, and water leak sensors. Adds notification support for HomeKit accessories when software updates are available to HomeKit accessories. Improves Bluetooth performance and connectivity with third-party accessories. Fixes an issue that could cause FaceTime participants to appear out of focus. Fixes an issue that could cause FaceTime calls to appear with incorrect aspect ratio and orientation. Fixes an issue that prevented some visual voicemail from completing playback. Fixes an issue uh, with Safari Reader that could cause articles to open as empty pages. And fixes an issue that could cause Safari to quit unexpectedly after making an item as read in the reading list. And that is a highlight of the changes available in iOS 10.2. Here's some feedback on the 10.2 update. Hi, Rob. I recently updated my iPhone 6S and iPad Air 2 to iOS 10.2. Imagine my chagrin to discover that zero, yes, zero of the voiceover bugs introduced in 10.0.1 were fixed. Ergo, I was less surprised to learn that tvOS 10.1 fixed exactly also zero of the voiceover bugs introduced in tvOS 10.0. This is extremely irritating, especially with regards to Apple TV. It remains the only Apple device I've ever owned that I wish I could revert to an earlier version of the OS. Regards, Kevin Barry. Kevin, sorry to hear that they are still not updated on those bugs. Hopefully 10.2.1 will address some of them. I haven't installed it yet, but I will before the next episode, and we'll see how that works. If not then, maybe 10.3. As always, please send in your feedback of the latest updates. Give us a call, 206-666-6364, that's 206-MOON-DOG, or send an email to todayinios at gmail.com. Not only was 10.2 for iOS released, so were updates for tvOS, as just mentioned, and watchOS. For Apple TV, with tvOS 10.1, the new update, the biggest item in the update is the TV app, which becomes a single point of access for many of your streaming TV apps and syncs with the TV app on iOS. The main screen is now the TV app. So if you hit the button above the volume button, it now takes you to the TV app rather than to the home screen of Apple TV. Not sure if I like that. Actually, right now, no, I don't like that. Maybe in the future, when Netflix is part of it, 
I might like it a little better. But if you use lots of game apps, you're really not going to like it. And then finally with watchOS 3.1.1, it is the latest new version. And to update, make sure your phone is updated to 10.2 first, and then make sure both your iPhone and Apple Watch are on the same Wi-Fi network and that your Apple Watch is charged over 50% and your Apple Watch is connected to the charger. All this kind of moot, we'll get to the why that's moot in a second. But maybe by the time you listen to this, it will not be moot again. So some of the changes include the following. Fixes an issue that could prevent contact names from appearing in the messages app and notifications. Fixes an issue that could impact ability to respond to notifications. Fixes an issue that may prevent the activity rings from displaying on the activity watch faces. Resolves an issue where the incorrect date could be displayed in the calendar app month view. Resolves an issue where the stock's complication may not update on the watch face. Fixes an issue that prevented the dials on an analog watch face from appearing after changing the temperature unit in the weather app. And resolves an issue that could cause the Maps app to stay launched after navigation has ended. And as I mentioned, those points kind of are a little moot, depending on when you're listening to this, because the watchOS update was actually pulled shortly after it was released, at least for the Series 2 watch owners, as there were reports from Series 2 owners of their watches being bricked. Apple said the following, quote, A very small number of Apple Watch customers experienced an issue while installing the watch OS 3.1.1, so as a precaution, we've pulled back the software update. Any customers impacted should contact AppleCare, but no action is required if the update installed successfully. We are working on a fix for an upcoming software update, unquote. On Apple's website, users were instructed to force a restart by pressing down the side button and the digital crown and holding both down until it reset. But when that did not work, if the problem still was there, the only other suggestion was to take the bricked watch to the nearest Apple store. Brilliant! As always, it is best to wait before jumping in on any of these updates. At this point, though, it does seem safe to update to iOS 10.2 and also tvOS 10.1. But for watchOS 3.1.1, well, it sounds like for at least Series 2 owners, that version is no longer available for updating too, so you have no choice. But again, if you want to upgrade to iOS 10.2, it does appear at this point that is safe to do. It's been a week now since that update came out. And the same with tvOS 10.1. So there, release the hounds on those two. I did update my original Apple Watch to version 3.1.1 the first day it was available in the first few hours, and I had no issues, but luckily did not get around to updating my wife's Series 2 watch because, again, for her, I always wait. Much safer for me to wait. Much, much safer. And two days, just two days after iOS 10.2 Goldmaster was released to the world, Apple released iOS 10.2.1 Beta 1. And as with any double dot update, it is mostly about squashing bugs, man. Actually, every post I read about 10.2.1 Beta 1 says it's about squashing bugs. No one in any of those posts had found any changes or additional new features. With the holiday seasons upon us, why not treat yourself to something very special this Christmas? Something you can enjoy every night throughout the year and years to come. Something that will improve the quality of your sleep and your life. I am, of course, talking about getting yourself a great Casper mattress. Casper mattresses are a mix of latex foam and memory foam. No noisy springs to wake up your significant other when you get up in the middle of the night to sneak some holiday cookies. Time Magazine even named it one of the best inventions of 2015. 
And with Casper, you get a 100-day risk-free trial period. You don't like it, you get your money back. And they come and pick it up and donate it to charity. Casper is an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. Twin mattresses are just $500. They also have Twin XL for $600, Full for $750, Queen for $850, and King and California Kings for $950. That is less, much, much less than my iPad Pro setup. And as I've said, you have 100 days to return it risk-free. And if you go to casper.com slash TII and use promo code TII, you will save $50 off those prices. Terms and conditions apply. This is an American-made mattress with delivery right now for the U.S. and Canada only, and it is free delivery. And when said mattress is delivered, it is from UPS in a squarish box that you think, no way is there a mattress in there. But yes way, you get this cool little tool to open up the package, and this mattress opens up and expands to form. It is really, really cool. Just Google Casper Mattress Unboxing. You'll see some great videos. Winter is coming, and snuggling down with a thick blanket or two or three is made even better when there's a mattress underneath those blankets that's really comfortable. Again, to save $50 off those prices I mentioned, go to casper.com slash TII, use promo code TII, all lowercase on the promo code. Again, casper.com slash TII, promo code TII, save $50. Thanks, Casper, for the great mattress for my son and for sponsoring this show. G'day, Rob. It's Todd here from Sydney, Australia. Just uh, an update on the AirPods here in Australia. I'm pretty sure they went on sale the same time as you guys uh, got access to them. And uh, thanks to the TII app, I got the push notification at about 4 a.m. our time here in Sydney. And uh, I got online, ordered a set, and they're due for delivery on December 19th. So I'll have a set of AirPods under my Christmas tree this year. Thanks to you, Rob. And to all the listeners out there, this is uh, a perfect uh, reason why you should have the TII app installed. The push notifications are fantastic. And as Rob says all the time, it really is the best way to consume the show. Merry Christmas, everyone, from Sydney, Australia. And thanks, Rob, for everything you do. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll uh, keep listening. Thank you. Todd, thanks for that voicemail message and the kind words on the TI app. And thanks to Larry T. and Richard E., who sent in emails at 8.23 a.m. Central Time and 8.24 a.m. Central Time, respectively, on December 13th, saying the AirPods were for sale. I was on an early morning conference call and did not see them until a little after 9.45 a.m. And by 9.54 a.m., when I had placed my order and received my confirmation email, I missed the first group of AirPods that were shipping before Christmas in the U.S. Luckily, I ordered them for me, but still, it will be January 12th before I get mine, so it's not like I'm missing it as a present for someone on Christmas, just myself. I did send out the push notification, as Todd mentioned, and and I heard, uh, depending on where you live, that that seems to have come just in time. Here is some more feedback via email that I received on that. Hi, Rob. Just received my AirPods in the mail. I wanted to thank you for the notification in the TI app, as I would have missed out otherwise. It came through at 6.30 a.m. my time, and I ordered them straight away, When I checked at 3 p.m. that day, shipping time was out to four weeks, and by the next morning, it was out to six weeks. Regards, Matt in Adelaide, Australia. Well, Matt and Todd, congrats on getting your AirPods early. I look forward to getting mine, which will not be for a few more weeks. And evidently, the AirPods did sell out quickly globally, and depending on where you lived, very, very quickly. So if you were like me and received a January 12th or later delivery date, but unlike me, are looking at them as a gift for someone, what can you do? 
Well, this week you can camp out at a local Apple store and hope to get really lucky. According to Apple, quote, AirPods will be shipping in limited quantities at launch, and customers are encouraged to check online for updates on availability and estimated delivery dates. Stores will receive regular AirPod shipments, unquote. It is either camping out in front of an Apple store, or you could order them and print out the receipt, put it in a nice box, because, yes, that always has the same impact as getting the physical device. And no, getting an old pair of earpods and cutting off the wires and putting them in the box with a receipt is not going to make it any better. But let's assume you are one of the lucky ones who do get the AirPods and you have multiple devices. Maybe you want to pair them with your iPhone, your iPad, your Apple Watch, Apple TV, and a Mac. Very reasonable to have all those devices. You may ask, is it possible to pair the same set of headphones to all five of those different devices? Yes. Yes, it is. And there's a link in the show notes for episode 415 titled How to Pair Apple AirPods with iPhone, iPad, Mac, Apple Watch, and Apple TV. That will go over how to do this. It is pretty easy for the iOS and Apple Watch, and you should be pretty easy for the Mac. But the Apple TV, that gets a little bit trickier, but still doable. So now everything's all set up. Now let's fast forward to, oh, the day after you get the AirPods and you start using them. So what happens when you lose one of the AirPods. Well, no problem, says Apple. You can replace either one for just $69. But what happens when you lose the charging case? No problem, says Apple. You can replace it for just $69. Because, you know, 69 plus 69 plus 69 equals the original $159, right? Wait, I just went and checked that on my Apple calculator app. And it must be broken because it says 69 plus 69 plus 69 equals 207. Yep, my calculator must be broken. That's $48 higher than it should be. Well, either it's broken or Apple is trying to get that 200 billion in cash hoard up to 250 billion in cash hoard by nickel and diamond us. Just saying. I just hope the AirPods come with a nutrition statement, as I have a feeling one of them will eventually end up in the belly of my French bulldog. But seriously. What happens when stomach acid and lithium-ion batteries in your AirPods meet? Any vets want to chime in on this? You know, this is going to happen to more than a few people and their dogs. Give me a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Or send us an email to todayinios at gmail.com and let me know if you're a vet what's going to happen when these AirPods get into the belly of your pup. The reviews are coming in from the different press orgs out there about the Apple AirPods and how they work. And here are the last few lines from some of those reviews, because that usually sums it up. From Macworld, quote, The three-button remote on wired earbuds is much faster, easier, and better way to control your music than double-tapping one ear and then trying to get Siri to do what you want. But I can't help liking the AirPods. The cool design and powerful sound just keep me coming back. I just wish they had another gesture or a smarter, faster Siri to be as convenient as what we're replacing, unquote. From Engadget, quote, If Apple had made the software and controls a little more flexible, this review might have taken a very different turn. If you're reading this, Apple, this was a solid first attempt, but don't give up on the concept because I believe future AirPods could be great, unquote. From Wired, which, yes, is a little ironic to do a review on wireless headphones, but I digress, quote, I'm really looking forward to what the AirPods become, they have the potential to be the kind of project that goes from an accessory or hobby to a critical piece of Apple's future. 
The AirPods, above all else, are Siri machines. And just like Siri, they have a bright future and a seriously awkward present. Unquote. From CNET, quote, As proof of how more connected devices could gloom onto your iCloud devices world, AirPods show interesting promise. And they could be that type of always-in wearables to extend beyond the Apple Watch. But for now, they're mostly just small, nice wireless headphones or earphones that cost a lot and lack a good remote, unquote. For Mashable, once I could pass, get past all the pop-ups and the pop-overs and the pop-unders and the other annoying ads, really Mashable? Really? Quote, What I do know is that my fears of being laughed at on Broadway never materialized. The more I wore the AirPods, the more I enjoyed them, and it occurred to me that the more people who bought them, more wore them comfortably and enjoyed using them, and even started singing their praises, the more public sentiment on the AirPods might shift. After a commute through the city, a trek through a crowded Penn Station, and a ride on a busy train, the conductor noticed my iPhone 7 and 7 Plus, but didn't comment on the odd white devices hanging from my ears. I arrived home with the realization that opinions on Twitter are one thing, but reality may be another, unquote. And now to switch from those that kiss Apple's ring to those that have no skin in the game. From Michael Polinski, sorry, Michael, if I didn't get your name right, and he is in the TII Google Plus community, quote, just open my AirPods. They seem to stay in my ears quite well. Haven't tried walking around with them, but much better than the EarPods. Currently charging them because the case only had 10%, and one of them only had like 75% charge. I'll let you know tomorrow after using them for a full day how it goes. I noticed that it was automatically added to my MacBook and iPad, though I only initially paired it to my iPhone. So far, I'm impressed. I don't listen to music too much, but I do listen to podcasts a lot, unquote. And then there's a video of a guy running 10 kilometers with them in his ears, and they stayed in place. And that was from him jogging and sprinting and shaking his head around. And most of the reviews I'm seeing, including the ones I took the last sentences out of, with regards to them staying in your ears, they pretty much all said they do. So congrats to all that received them already. I'm a good three weeks out before I see mine. Sad trombone music, wah, wah, wah. But please, call in with your feedback. We'd love to get more feedback on the Apple AirPods and what you think and how they stay in your ears or if you like them and don't like them, what you don't like. Give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Or send an email to todayinios at gmail.com. From Google+, Plus, from Myron Euchre, quote, Apple is really promoting Mario on iOS. I was in a local Apple store today, and every one of the employees was wearing Mario pins on their shirts, unquote. Yes, folks, Super Mario Run is out, and it's a hit. It has been the top free app and the top grossing app since its release. How can it be both? Simple. There are three free levels, and then if you want to unlock the rest of the levels, you need to pay 10 bucks. Both my boys really love it, the first three levels at least, and are bugging me for the $10 unlock, which I'll do as a Christmas present for them. We'll talk more about this in a few minutes. And by this, I mean Super Mario Run. Not my kids' Christmas presents. That'd be kind of boring. Hey, Rob. Just listened to the last podcast where Scott called up, mentioned about his phone freezing up and with the Bluetooth problems. I had the same problem like that, too. And um, my boss also has the same problem like, too, where it'll freeze and you can't do anything. It's connected and you call back, then it seems to work fine. And I notice that a lot when I'm, I'm driving in my car with the Bluetooth feature. I'll answer the phone, 
and they say they can hear them. And this is just after I got a um, repair phone from Apple because I also had the 6S battery problem. He said mine was under that warranty with the bad battery, so they replaced it. So this is after getting a new phone with them also. So I need help too, Rob. Thanks for your help. Bye. Jeff, thanks for the voicemail message. Uh, here's an email that came in on this. Hi, Rob. I heard him say having incoming calls and iPhone's 6S freeze-ups issues. I have an iPhone 6S Plus and had the same issue, and I cleared network settings and reset settings. I'm on T-Mobile, and it has not done it since I hit, did the reset network settings. Hope it helps. Regards, John H. Well, thanks, John. So, Jeff, if you haven't tried that, oh, one of the big helps that you can always do with your device is go to settings, general, reset, reset network settings, and see if that clears up any issues you have. Hi, Rob. Just thought I'd mention a fun differentiator for the Series 2 Apple Watches. The digital crown can turn the brightness up really gradually. Apparently, that's not on the Series 1s. I haven't uh, become an Apple Watch wearer yet. Maybe someday. Regards, Dan. Well, Dan, thanks for that little tip. Back to the email bag. Hi, Rob. You were discussing the battery issue for the iPhone may be related to a software issue rather than a hardware problem. I found that I only have this issue when using the podcast app. When I get up early in the morning and do the update, do an update of the podcast list on my phone, it shuts down and tells me to plug in the charger because the battery is dead, even if the charge was at 43% just before. When I plug in, my phone starts up, shows 43% and charges. Maybe this can help your listeners resolve the issues or at least reproduce this problem. Regards, Harold H. Well, Harold, thank you for the heads up on that. And maybe it is an issue with the podcast app. I know a lot of people listening to the show probably have that app running on their device. Hey, Rob, this is Carl from uh, Detroit. Regarding the battery, unex- or the iOS device uh, suddenly shutting off, I am experiencing this for probably about a month. I have a iPhone 6 and I am at uh, iOS version 9.3.3. I ignored it initially, just assuming, because uh, I'm jailbroken, and maybe something's there uh, that's causing it. Uh, but obviously, everyone else has experienced the same thing because of the iOS version. And whether it's a 6 or a 6S, uh, Apple obviously is trying to push it towards just the uh, the 6S. But clearly, it's happening on my uh, I can be at uh, you know, 60 50% battery capacity, and the phone just shuts off. You never get a uh, low power indication or anything like that, so it's not like the battery, even uh, the device is thinking it's low at all. And it will not power on at all until you plug into a power uh, source, whether that's a uh, outlet or one of my uh, chargeable or portable uh, batteries. And once you plug it in, the it, sh- it displays the empty battery, red, empty battery uh, icon, then the Apple logo, and it boots up, and typically the battery indicator or percentage shows about 30 to anywhere from 30 to 45% remaining battery once it boots up. And typically once it boots back up, it never experiences it again through that, that particular power drain. Now I have to start uh, logging when this occurs and see if it happens. I, I don't believe it ever happened in one battery cycle, you know, of 
more than once in any one given battery cycle. But it happens uh, at least twice a week, three times a week maybe, and it's really becoming ridiculous. So I can't go anywhere without having my portable battery. Otherwise, uh, I uh, can be uh, without phone service. All right, well, I hope uh, this helps. If others have that, this happening to them, I hope they report it and so that we can get some uh, closure to this issue. Hey, thanks for the show, Rob. Appreciate everything you do. Carl, thanks for the feedback. If anyone out there has any suggestions on how to help Carl or Jeff or anyone else that has called in and written in about having this issue where the, the sudden battery drops and you're not one of the iPhone 6s's that are in the, the replacement plan, but you know of a way to get this cleaned up, maybe it is through the podcast app and, and installing it and seeing if that clears up the issue, let us know what your solutions might be. Give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Or send an email to todayinios at gmail.com. We are now well over 3,500 members in our Google Plus community and growing. Thanks, everyone that has joined, and thanks for the great posts. One new post in the Google Plus community that went up since the last episode that has lots of comments came from Myron Uker, who posted the following, quote, For all those who just cannot wait, Mario is now on the App Store, unquote. Carl Goodman replied, quote, I've never played this game, but I did download it. Gotta see what everyone's talking about, unquote. Barry Smitherman replied, quote, It's fun, but it's not $9.99 fun. I really appreciate pay once and play forever games, but a $10 for this is a lot, unquote. Apple Dystopia replied, quote, At Barry Smitherman, $9.99 for that? It's an auto-run game. All you can do is jump. Kind of boring. I agree too much, but... The Mario brand will probably attract a lot of customers. I'm sure they researched that price, unquote. Francisco Tapia replied, quote, plus Barry Smitherman, it's perfectly fine. The animations are fantastic. These take time to build, and they are extremely polished. And then he replied to Apple Dystopia and said, Mario games may not be for all, but it's more than just a run and jump. There are multiple actions, such as the hurdle over turtles and toads, the 999 unlocks the additional worlds, all without ads. I grew up with Nintendo, so I really enjoy the playfulness of these games. Unquote. And then Myra Yukir replied, quote, This game reminds me of Raymond series, which are also well-made but limited on iOS. Unquote. And then Barry Smitherman replied back, quote, It's worth it for people who are into this type of game, I guess. The animations are good, but the sound and music are, are awesome. Still, I would personally get bored of it way before I felt like I got my money's worth, unquote. And then Francis Tapia replied, quote, When you consider that you pay between 35 and 45 for a Nintendo 3DS game, oh yes you do, uh, $10 is a bargain. You do get lots of levels, amazing sounds and graphics, hands down better than any 99 cent game, of course. If you don't care for runner games, I understand you're not liking it. Not long ago, I bought Formula One game as well for $9.99. I love that I don't have to wait for paid periods that encourage me to not play a la real racing. I'm looking at you. I'd much rather pay for a fully working game so I can play when I have time instead of getting gimped. Unquote. Well, thanks everyone for your feedback on that one. Since the last episode, there were also dozens and dozens and dozens of other new posts and comments in the TI Google Plus community, which is an Android's fanboys free zone and spammer free zone. Yep, it is the most civil Google Plus community covering iOS. Folks, go to todayinios.com slash community to join in. It's free to join. 
And thanks to all 3,500 plus of you already in the community and contributing. We talked previously about iCloud calendar spamming going on well, the last couple episodes. Apple has some new anti-spam tools available, according to Johnny Evans, who wrote a post titled How to Use Apple's New iCloud Calendar Anti-Spamming Tools. Quote, the tool becomes visible when an iCloud user receives an unsolicited calendar invite from a sender who is not known as a contact within their contact database. You can then double-click on the event and report it as junk. Here's how to do it. One, select the offending invitation in iCloud Calendar online. Two, double-click the event. Three, a new window pops up in which you'll see the report junk option. Four, tap this and a window appears to confirm that this is what you want to do or tap not junk if you've made an error, unquote. So now Apple is making it easier for you to remove it without deleting because if you deleted it, then it would send back an email saying it was deleted and that, gives, that lets the spammers know your email address is real. And if you accepted it, then it sends an email saying you accepted it and that lets them know you're real. So you were kind of in a quandary about what to do. This is a middle ground where you just say it's junk and then Apple takes care of removing it without sending back an email notification that it was either accepted or rejected. Thanks again to Texture for supporting the show. As I said before, Texture is essentially the Netflix of magazines. You get access to over 200 of the top magazines. We're talking binge reading. Sweet. Some of my favorite magazines are Macworld, Wired, Popular Science, and Fortune. And thanks to Texture, I've gotten into them more than ever before, all in one place with the Texture app, wherever I go. Having the subscription really helped out recently. I was talking to Elsie, my co-host for the feed, and she mentioned one of her other shows was recently featured in the December issue of Entrepreneur Magazine, and I was able to quickly go in, find, and read the article so we could talk about it on the show. That is the beauty of Texture. You get access to over 200 of the top magazines covering every niche with your subscription, and Texture has gone beyond delivering just the magazine itself. It's made it easy to find and enjoyable to read these articles that you want to read with daily recommendations, exclusive interactions, features, videos, and more. Texture is normally $9.99 a month, and you get over 200 magazines. But if you sign up right now at texture.com slash TII, you get a 14-day free period to try it out. See what you think. Holidays are coming up. Try it out. Go to texture.com slash TII during your trips and travels and see what you think of Texture. If you don't like it, cancel. The magazine looks great on your iPhone and iPad, and that means you have access to all the magazines anytime, anywhere. And here is what I really like. You can search for topics across all the magazines. Search for podcasts and sort by the newest, and that helps me keep up to date my day job. Why on earth would you subscribe to just a couple of magazines when you can have all of the best ones on your smartphone or tablet all the time for way less? Sign up at Texture right now and gain insider access to all the content from the world's best publications and no trees were killed to bring you these great publications. It's all just bits, man. Once again, go to texture.com slash TII to get your 14-day free trial and let me know what your favorite magazines are. Thanks, Texture. Switching gears. Quote, need help? Apple Support App is your personalized guide to the best options from Apple. Find answers with articles tailored to your products and questions. Call, chat, or email with an expert right away or schedule a callback when it's convenient. Get a repair at an Apple store or nearby Apple authorized service provider. Apple Support is here to help, unquote. That is a description from the new Apple Support App. This is one of those apps that should have been default and built into the OS as a native app. I digress. 
If you have not downloaded this yet, you should do so post-haste. It is, of course, free, and surprisingly works for iOS devices running iOS 9 or later. The app was originally available in the Netherlands and Italy and is now available in the U.S. It will be rolling out to more countries in the near future. And if in the near future Apple is so kind to let us know, we will let you know. We talked on the last episode about the rumor about Pebble being acquired by Fitbit, and it was pretty much a done deal. Well, rumor is no more a rumor. It is reality. It has been confirmed by both parties, and it's more than an acquisition, or less, depending on how you look at it. It seems to be more of a fire sale. So the worst of the rumors were true. Fitbit gets some of the Pebble engineers and the software developers and the software and the intellectual property, but the rest, the hardware, that seems to be dead. If you are a Pebble fan and want to read about what the heck happened, there's a great article from Backchannel that goes over it in detail, talking to the CEO of Pebble. If you are someone that is currently funding their most recent Kickstarter project, the Pebble Time 2 and Pebble Core, um, they have both been canceled and backers from Kickstarter and those that pre-ordered will be receiving full refunds over the next four to eight weeks. Uh, Four to eight weeks, not 48 weeks. That would really be mean. Um, There are no actions required on your part. Anyone who pre-ordered a Pebble 2 smartwatch and was not charged for it will have their orders canceled as well. From Pebble themselves, quote, Pebble is no longer promoting manufacturing or selling any devices. Pebble devices will continue to work as normal. No immediate changes to the Pebble user experience will happen at this time. Pebble functionality or service quality may be reduced in the future. Warranty support is no longer available from Pebble watches. How-to information and troubleshooting can still be found on our support page and in the Pebble forums, unquote. And you can find more info from Pebble by looking for the link titled Pebble's Next Step in the show notes for episode 415. It is clear the Apple Watch had a lot to do with the demise of the Pebble. And for that, I'm sad. I really liked my Pebble. And in some ways, it was better than the Apple Watch, at least in terms of battery life for sure. I talked before on the show that depending on what you wanted for a smartwatch for, or what you're trying to do with your smartwatch, the Pebble was, in some cases, the better choice. I am, again, sad for this news. To those who remain loyal to Pebble, you have my condolences. Thanks to all that sent in links to this next subject matter article. And this one goes under, I am sure glad I have an iOS device category. It seems that brand spanking new Android handsets might have malware pre-installed at the factory. This, according to antivirus company Dr. Webb, malware has been found to be pre-installed in the firmware of dozens of cheap Android handsets right out of the box. While most of those discovered do come from low-end devices from companies most no one has ever heard of, at least two of the handsets came from Lenovo. One way to reduce the stress level Android users have about their phones getting infected with malware is just to infect it before they get them. Then they will not have to worry about getting infected for the first time. They'll already be there. Brilliant! Hey, Rob, it's Gary from Kennedy Township again. Uh, I was listening to a few of your shows, and I noticed in particular in 414, uh, you had a lot of people that were having issues with 10.1.1. I, too, have T-Mobile, like you, and I'm not experiencing any of these issues on my iPhone 7 that I got last month. But I did want to bring to your attention that there were two versions of iOS 10.1.1 released. When I booted up my iPhone for the first time, 
I got the notification on the device after I activated it that said there was a new version of iOS. So I guess it came with either 10.0 or 10.1, and it updated to 10.1. I then connected it to my computer to start preparing for backup and setting up my sync settings and so forth. And I was notified again that there was an update for my phone 10.1.1. For a second, I scratched my head and couldn't figure out why, but I updated anyway. And it wasn't until I listened to a tech podcast, Mac Geek Gab, which I highly recommend you listen to as well, that apparently when Apple released 10.1.1, there were bugs that were found, and they immediately tried to fix it and released another one still called 10.1.1. Are the people, including yourself, that are having these issues on the first or the second 10.1.1? And if it's the first, maybe try connecting them to your computer and hitting a check for updates and make sure that you have this second one. Maybe you have to be on a computer to get it, kind of like the update to fix the error 53 that happened a while ago. As for the guy with his voicemail issue and you too, you should be able to still check your voicemail manually. I know it's a pain in the tail, but it's an option. Depending on your carrier, usually either holding one on your keypad on your phone or dialing either star 86 or pound 86, depending on the carrier, to your voicemail, but you most likely will have to enter your password. So hopefully you remember your passcode to get into your voicemail. Otherwise, you might be stuck. Anyway, hope that helps with some of the other issues that people are having. Take care. Bye. Gary, thanks for the feedback. And right now, I think the best suggestion to anyone that was having an issue with 10.1.1, update to 10.2 right away. It's it's a good update. Go, go for it. Update to 10.2, and hopefully anyone that was having issues with 10.1, either the first or second version, will now be up to a much better version. Back into the email bag. Hi, Rob. I, like you, have the iPhone 7 Plus jet black and bought some bumpies. I love the practicality, and I love how they show off the color, but the iPhone without a case is slippery as a greased pig. Do you, real listeners, have a solution? Regards, Rich. Well, Rich, I haven't had the issue. I know it's slippery for me. It works fine. I haven't had an issue. But I do believe there are some clear coat like backings that you can get that are that will show still pretty much the color, but it'll give it a little bit more grip. I, I do have and do suggest you put a screen protector on the front of it. Uh, that said, uh, it doesn't help you much with the back of it. It's nice and slick. Yeah, I guess it is slick, but I haven't had much of an issue with it, but I do keep it in my pocket a lot of the time. Back to email bag. Hi, Rob. In response to the caller regarding being able to pause audio when your iPhone is inside the armband, I have two ideas to get around this issue without buying a different band. First, I would say that instead of using the home button to wake the phone, grab the side of the phone and depress the wake sleep button. This does not need skin contact to wake the screen. Then you can tap the pause icon. Second, I would try to use the headphones with the controls either on the cord or the headphones themselves. Earpods work great uh, for this, and they come with your phone. Regards, Jim. Thanks, Jim, for your feedback. Hello, Rob. It's Ben from Montreal, Canada. I'm calling regarding one of your listeners who complained about the fact that he could not access the home button from his iPhone 7 whenever he uses an armband. I have the same issue with my iPhone 5S since you know we need the fingerprint to access this home button but it's impossible to go through this 
clear plastic. Uh, what I did, in fact, is I did a cutout inside the plastic so that my finger could access the home button. Very simple. Uh, in fact, how you do that is uh, you insert your phone inside the well, inside the armband, pocket, whatever. And I did, uh, uh, with a masking tape, I surrounded the home button. I, I went a tad bigger. So once this is all uh, isolated, I removed the phone. I slipped, I slid, slid I'm sorry, a uh, cardboard inside. So I'm just make sure the blade won't cut off the back of my uh, armband, of course. So once this cardboard is, in is inserted, you do the cutoff all around your uh, masking tape and just peel off this plastic, this piece of plastic, square piece of plastic, and then you have access for your home uh, home button. It did the work pretty well on my side. It doesn't look bad. It's, it's fine. It does the job. Whenever I need to access my phone, I touch this home button right away. I'm, uh, I'm, I've ha I have access to all my, uh, my, uh, the stuff I need for the workout. Anyway, it's just a trick. That's it. All right. Take good care. Bye. Ben, as always, thanks for your feedback. For Kickstarter projects, we have two this week. The first one is called Moonlight, one word, a bedtime story projector for your mobile phone. This one had a goal of 20K and has raised well over 100K and counting. You have until January 12th, 6.27 p.m. Central Time to fund this one. So what is Moonlight? Well, according to the site, quote, Imagine projecting your child's favorite bedtime story onto the ceiling or wall while they are snuggling in bed with you. Moonlight makes bedtime stories come to life with full HD story images and in-app sound effects to make the reading experience immersive and magical for children, unquote. Simply put, it uses the light from your iPhone to power the projector, and you have a disc that you turn to have different images that you project on the ceiling or wall to go along with the story you're reading. The starter pack is $35. Pricing goes up from there with more stories and additional units. The $65 Super Value Pack gets you one Moonlight device and all seven story reels. They are showing an April 2017 ship date. This looks like a great one for anyone with toddlers or young children and or babies and that they'll need it in the future. Search for Moonlight, one word spelled M-O-O-N-L-I-T-E at kickstarter.com or in the show notes for episode 415 at todayinios.com. I mentioned two projects and the second one is called I Dock All Two. True one hand undocking with a twist. This one has a goal of 10K and has raised over 17K, so congrats. This one uh, you only have until December 22nd at 9.59 a.m. Central Time to fund, so snap, snap, get to it. From the description, quote, One hand undocking works with all iPhones, iPads, and iPods. Release system allows continuous charging. The iDock All 2 is very easy to use, secure it to your desk, and the sticky pad will allow a true one hand undocking experience. The special cable head that we have designed tilts back and forth in the dock, allowing the docking of practically any smartphone or tablet. If you pull your phone straight up, it detaches from the dock. If you move your phone back first and then pull up, the head is released. This means you can keep using your phone without interrupting the charge. Perfect if you are low on battery, unquote. Pricing on this is $29, and they say it will ship in April 2017. You can find more on this one by searching for iDocAll2. That's one word, spelled I-D-O-C-K, 
A-L-L, the number two, at kickstarter.com or in the show notes for episode 415. Hi, Rob. Say Merry Christmas, Siri, and a blessed and Merry Christmas to you and your family. By the way, I love Porter's Game Review. Please have him on the show more. He's awesome. Thanks for all you do. Regards, Tammy. Well, hi, Tammy, and thanks for the suggestion. Merry Christmas, Siri. I can help you make a list. Santa's really into lists, you know. Merry Christmas, Siri. Ho, ho, ho. That's how Santa taught me to say it. Merry Christmas, Siri. I'm dreaming of a multicolored and omnidimensional Christmas. Merry Christmas, Siri. May your chestnuts be roasty and your mittens be toasty. Merry Christmas, Siri. I can't wait. Siri, what do you want for Christmas? I wish for joy across the universe. Siri, what do you want for Christmas? Interspecies peace and Reese's pieces. Siri, what do you want for Christmas? Just the opportunity to serve you. Siri, what do you want for Christmas? Your company is more than enough for me. Siri, what do you want for Christmas? I have but very few desires. First, I want to say to any listeners in Germany, my thoughts and prayers go out to you this week. And for everyone else, I, I do want to say Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. We will have another episode before the new year, so that will come right after Christmas. I won't get another one up before Christmas. So I hope everyone gets the iOS accessories and devices that they wanted for this Christmas holiday. Please call in with reviews of what you got, any apps that you have families or relatives talking about when you get together. And of course, when you're out at family and relatives, please promote this show to your family and relatives and friends. Let them know about today in iOS. That is my Christmas wish from all of you. Thanks again to Texture for sponsoring this episode. Folks, go right now to texture.com slash TII to get your free trial and access to well over 200 of the best and most popular magazines. And before we go today, I want to remind you to send in your feedback to the show, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOONDOG. Or record your feedback and email to the show at todayinios at gmail.com. Feedback can be a question or comment for something someone said in this episode, or it can be a question or rant you have about something else, an app review, a product review, good or bad. As long as it's iOS related, it is welcomed. I'm always looking for a new artwork to feature that you've created on iOS device. Just put some TII branding on it and send it in. And of course, we're always looking for more music created on iOS device to play on the show. We're out of music. Need more music. This is your show. Your feedback is greatly desired. Also, don't forget to check out our moderated Google Plus community by going to todayinios.com community. Thanks again to Casper for their support of TII. And if you go to casper.com TII and use promo code TII, all lowercase, you will save $50 on a mattress shipped right to your door. Again, go to casper.com TII and use promo code TII. Finally, check out the newly updated TII app, which is free to you. We now have Apple Watch app included. Search for TII in the iTunes App Store. It's the best way to consume the show and to get push notifications each time a new episode of TII is released. It is fully voiceover friendly, of course. Please go right now and download the TII. Until the next time, I'm your host, Rob, reminding you to Merry Christmas. This show is hosted on Libsyn.com and part of the Wizard Media Network. If you are looking for hosting, go to Libsyn.com, that's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com, for hosting for your podcast and for creation of your own smartphone app. The Today in iOS podcast can also be found on the free Stitcher radio app. Just search for T-I-I.
Four, Apple may launch. Three, you can now resume your test from a quick response. Or how about maybe a text? Yeah, that would work. Ten, other improvements and miscellaneous fixes. And I need to fix my fixes. <sighs> so if you were like me and received a January 12th or later delivery, delivery, I can speak. And it must be broken because it says 69 plus 69 plus 69 equals 270. And it must be broken because it says 69 plus 69 plus 69 equals 789. So if you have not downloaded this yes yet, <laughs> it is clear the Apple Watch had a lot to do with the demise. Demise. <laughs> Thanks. That's a bib. <laughs> You have until January 12th at 629, or, and they say it will sh in eight, holy crap, well that'll get me an explicit rating.